Hi guys, welcome to episode 19 from Two on the Tackle. Kaz and I catch up again. We just go over the matches from the weekend. The two games in focus uh, were the Roosters beating the Eels and Manly beating the Raiders. Uh, we just have a talk about that. We end up talking about a bit more about footy, a few things that happened over the weekend. And then we go over the matches in focus this week, which is the Panthers versus the Rabbitohs. I think that's on Thursday night. And the Eels versus the Raiders. I think is later on in the weekend. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Roll the intro. What a bloody weekend of footy. Hey, B. Good, bro. Good, good, good. Did you, Real good. Did you, get, did you get, manage to get... Getting, cold, get, a little, getting, getting a little colder now, so it's perfect, uh, perfect time to be sitting inside watching games of football all weekend. I mean, I couldn't think of a better thing to do anyway. Rain, hail, or shine. But anyway, no doubt, no it's, doubt. It's hailing and raining, so we've got to get stuck inside and into the footy. Did you manage to get stuck into the two matches of focus this weekend? I, I, I did. I most certainly did. There were some great games of footy too on their own merits for their own reasons, um, but they were always going to live up to the billing. Yep. What do you think of the first one? We started off with the Roosters and the Parramatta Seal. Yeah, well, look, everything we wanted to see. You know, everyone, we'd seen Parramatta win, you know, five five in a row, hadn't lost the game. So they'd showed us everything. They, you know, they beat uh, Manly and then Penrith in that way. And the Roosters, we've been blowing everyone away. So uh, it was exactly what you wanted. But Roosters just too good and too classy. They just if they're they're an eighty minute football team. Not that you know there are lots of great teams, but they will give it to you from the beginning to the end. Yeah, and Parramatta uh, just couldn't quite go with them. They're applying a lot of pressure to Parramatta early on in the game. They did. And they did. It was yeah. it really went in waves. The game, didn't it? Yeah, all, all the best games do. That's what makes it. No doubt. That's why it was so great. Yeah, and and the thing is, with twenty minutes to go, I think uh, we may no, we hadn't have taken the lead actually. We were just behind, and Braith and said in the commentary goes, "Doesn't matter what happens to the rest of the night, Parramatta have really proven that they're <coughs> really proved they're a force to be reckoned with, and all that stuff." And I just thought mm. he probably should wait until the end of the game. I get where the sentiment was yep. coming from. He was right mm. in the end, by the even by the yep. end of the game. Um, but I just don't want to give away that that uh, give it away with twenty minutes to go, because exactly. that is the difference maker. It's not how you perform at the beginning of the game that definitely helps, mm. but when you can maintain that from that sixtieth minute mark, yep. going all the way through to the eighty, even minute, more, so, even more so now. Yeah, even more so. Even now. more so now. But carrying that all the way through to the 80th minute, that is when, as a person who wants to take pride in their performance, that's when they want to, you know, celebrate. Simple, I always think back to Kobe Bryant, especially in times like these. And they show that clip of him where he's up 2 0 in the finals in the championship, NBA championships. Yeah. And they said, why aren't you smiling? He goes, well, what's the smile about? And they make a big deal about it. As in, like he's, you know, what a what a mentality. But that's the reality. Mm. It's not. It's not necessarily specific like, to Kobe. It's like being up. If you're up two 0 you're up at half time. Yeah, you got you got a lead. You got a lead. It's half time. You don't get the changing spot. Look at the Tigers. They almost bloody it almost bloody cost them. You don't knock off on half at lunchtime on Wednesday because you you know you're in front of the in front of your week. As much as we'd oh, all love wish. to. I wish. But yeah, and so, and another thing why I didn't want him to say that, or where, where it sort of popped up in my ears, was Mitchell Moses said, um, and now it was granted it was only a snippet, but he said something along the lines where, you know, last week it, it may have taken us 60 minutes to break him, this week it might take us 75 minutes to break him. But we're going we're to know, we know that we're going to have to be in a battle for 80 minutes. And yeah. and I just thought, ooh, you know, they asked him the question, he answered, we want, you know, colourful answers. Yeah, we don't for want to sure. Shake back. But I just thought to myself, no, just, I wish, you probably shouldn't have said that either. Because the reality was, 
at the 60 minute mark was where we took back the lead and all their momentum Correct. was halted. And then and from we had there, all the ball. through to about the 75th minute mark, I'll explain, that was where the class rose above there, where they gave away two penalties in front of the sticks that put us out to eight-point eight, po- eight. Eight lead. And that yeah. was it. And then we broke them at the 75th minute mark. So the Roosters actually broke them at 75 minutes. Um, mm. But, you know, it was a, it's something to be hopeful for with Parramatta. You know that they're not going to be... Most definitely. Or you, they, you don't definitely. want to call it early as a pretender like I just, you know, told both off for going off early in the game. But they've had plenty of tests the last three weeks. For sure, come up, for sure. Trump's most of them. Well, look, they, um, you know, you look what they took in that first half and they're just, look, defense is, that's the difference between the top teams. It's obviously you've got to be able to score points and you've got to be able to do something in big moments. But most importantly, you need to be able to defend. Only the best, only the teams that can win can defend. And they showed that. Look, there's 6-0. They, they could have gone and gone, all right, we took a lot of punches there and it's 6-0, like, if we can get a bit of ball and bang, they come out at half time. And remember, I was, I remember talking to you throughout the game. It's like, bang, that's 14 tackles in a row. Yeah. You know, can we make it 20? And they got to 17. Yeah. They got to 17. And that's where Jennings scored that try. So they've just applied pressure. They were disciplined. You know, they're not forcing it, but they know they had the ball. They got the momentum with the set restarts and just kept applying pressure. Got a repeat set. Bang. No worries. Continue to apply pressure. Get a repeat set. Bang. Score. And then we threw off to them. And then they got it. They had it for another two sets after that. Yeah, yeah. So we made 20 and 28 tackles in a row. And then, okay, we get a bit of the ball and we've tried to work our way back into the game. And then leading up to that, um, that set, that, that Sevo try. Yeah. Parramatta, same thing. They got the ball. They start marching it up. Bang, get a set restart. Bang, get it all the way down to the end. Get a repeat set. Get the ball back again. Put the pressure on again. Uh, another, I think they got another repeat set. And then on that next set, we tackled Ferguson out. Remember Josh Morris and that put that, that yeah, yeah. Um, tackle on? They Ferguson take it out. We're like, Blake? might have been Wonga Blake. Might yeah, have been yeah. Wonga Blake. Yeah. And, and so they take him out. We're like, all right, bang, pump, good bang. We, we, we withstood that. Like, that's two and a half sets. We get the ball, you know, we do valiantly. We push it up. We get it up towards halfway. We kick it. And then on that next set, what happens? They go, they go 100 metres. They go 100 metres, man. They go 100 metres. So they're like a bowl constrictor. And they, you know, they really shift the ball parameter. Like they like to, yeah. they like to stretch, they really like to stretch you. So then they, they can poke a hole somewhere. And yeah, they've yeah. got dynamic, and they've got dynamic centres. Michael Jennings is still has, is just pure speed, man. Yeah. Just pure speed, and but now he's got some some wiliness and craftiness about him, and is a bit more aware of things. And then Wanga Blake, who was a bit quieter because he was up against Josh Morris, yeah. who who was uh, is a handful. So, well, he, he, um, but he, they really they shift. Couldn't say he's too quiet. You know, he's the one who gets no, no, yeah, yeah, off quiet, out to sorry. Madison, who yes. manages to get the rugby union start. Correct. Oh, I take that back. And I after apologize. looking again, after looking again, he probably wasn't tackled. But when I, I think, just yeah, watched the back, the, ball, the hands just off. Yeah. Because like, when I first saw it, I was like, was ball. he on the ground? And then when I watched it like later on the next day, oh, he was on the ground. But then more than well, I they like that. Well, that, that right edge of theirs is what they love to attack, you know. Too, yeah. uh, I well, mean, left or, left or right, yeah, left or right. Because short look, lane's we, on the other side. But you know what I notice they do is, you, all right, so if they get a bit of momentum off those off those big boys, Campbell, Gillard, and Paulo, you know, they'll get them rolling or whether it's Ferguson and, and, and Gutho and Sivo bring it out of their own end. They get one, two, maybe third tackle. If they have an offload, bang, they'll pop it. And then they'll pop it and then they'll shift it. And they'll just send it to one of those edges. Yeah. So as soon as they get an offload, shift it to that edge, bang, get them over there. And now we're going to send it all the way to the, the other edge. And they've just gone Bang like right. 40 metres in two tackles. All they've created an opportunity or a line break. Yeah. But they can keep applying that pressure and, you know, a couple of sets disciplined and then eventually, you know, a break. But obviously the Roosters are a very strong team. So, like, they've, you know, they've had to do four or five sets, multiple sets. Like, two tries, the most tries we've conceded since the break. Yeah. Oh, we've conceded two against South. 
But yeah, the two is yeah, the most. Yeah, that's what I mean. The most. Yeah, yeah. We haven't conceded more than that. And one of them was so, the top team, and the other team's been a top 14 for the last two years straight. Correct. So, correct. <coughs> quality sides. And Boydie you know, and was, and wasn't there. Against Sassy was. Boydie. Bo- no, yeah, at in, in the beginning of the year. At the beginning of yeah, the, the year. Yeah, the losses. When we lost. The losses. Yeah. Well, he's such a. Bro, he, preseason, bro. That's preseason. Round week, one, round two for us was preseason. I said last week how integral Nathan Brown was to that four pack, and how fucking good was he? How good was the oh, game? Man. Even that high shot. That was it, I, at first. I thought it was a dog shot, but yeah. no, it wasn't. It was just a bad, bad tackle, you know. Yeah, but it was such a He's great game. In. It was so aggressive. Yeah, it was a great but game, but it was still within the rules of the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so physical. There so wasn't, physical there wasn't any defense. of this argy-bargy. There was that one little incident. It was, like they said, it's two number 13s going at it. They're all yeah. looking after Victor yeah. because somehow they think he's a small guy because he is small. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Even if he would have won or lost that fight, it doesn't matter. He's not a small yeah. guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's huge. <laughs> he's, he's, he's been, and he punches above that weight that he has. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it was fun, like we were saying, mm-hmm. like Nathan Brown. Was, you were saying that, you know, he was the guy that, you know, I'm coming for John. It was no yeah. surprise that he was the one in the thick of it. But what did he say? He just like, he's on the ground. He goes, get up. Everyone says it. Everyone said it. And yeah. everyone's everyone said says it. it. You put a shot on, you see him on the ground, get up. Remember when Harko said it to Aiken? Especially, get up. Especially if, it's, especially if it's Josh Dugan. Yeah, get up. The, ki- the, ki- the king of, the king of. Yeah, well, that was that was obviously the match of the weekend, and, and Robert hit it. It was. I said it spectacularly. It was a game. It was supposed to be, and they did it. And that's credit to the players, the coaching staff, the bubble, uh, Peter Valandes. Everything we got to give credit to Peter Valandes. I'd like to thank Peter Valandes. Does it feel almost poetic, or maybe just a sign of um, where we're at at the moment in the season? That what that final scoreline was. Like not the final scoreline, but just the whole context of the game. Yeah, like a brilliant game. So it's such a great game. Like we saw, Roosters applied the pressure. Parramatta threw a couple of punches. They took the lead, and then the Roosters class led over the top. And it, everyone will remember the game as a really great close contest. But then the Roosters have managed with their class and their just brilliance and this, this power and talent that they have and discipline. So they end up winning by fourteen points. So right now, where we're at in round six, that's kind of where. The Roosters are sitting at the moment, and then the next best teams. Okay, now I get what you're maybe saying. Maybe not necessarily. Maybe not necessary. I'm not saying we're 14 points better than everyone, but it's just like okay, this is where this is where the Roosters are at. Where you know they've and they've been there and done it. Like you know when you get teams that like come out like remember you know we've seen the Dragons and they're the May Premiers, you know, yeah. and they look brilliant and they're beating loads of teams. And you're like okay, well let's see you do it at the end of the year. We've seen the Roosters do it at the end of the year. Yeah. So when this team, you know, like when you've seen Melbourne rolling, when that team, you've seen that team win and then you see them continue to, to beat a lot of people consistently and convincingly, it's like, fuck, well, I know they can they can do it. Who else can do it? Yeah, yeah. You know, we saw we saw the Raiders had last year, like how, you know, where, where can they be? We've got Parramatta who are rising and Storm are always classy. And then, you know, we've got these other, you know, Panthers and Knights going at it and South still have a lot of talent there, you know, minus maybe a, a couple of big names they've lost previously. But really, who's right there? And there's no one right there. But look, there's, that's, we've got 14 games of the regular season to go before we've even got finals football. So a lot can happen. Yeah. And um, <coughs> I do get what you mean about the where, where the competition is at. They, they're going into that game... Going into the Broncos game, for commentators to just blatantly say the Roosters have got this game, they'll win easy. They did that, I've heard multiple times say it in the Broncos game. And then Mick Ennis in the lead-up to the Bulldogs game said the Dogs have to do something special to win this game. They're not going to beat them playing them for 80 minutes. They're going to have to get dirty. They're going to have to turn it into a brawl. Like they yeah. have to, so that's what he's saying in the lead up to the match, right? And yeah. I think you're right. Is that you know they can get beaten. Of course they can get beaten. But on any given, on pretty much any any day, the Roosters you're comfortable with the Roosters is probably a tried a bit in front of everyone else. Mm. On any, and like you said, they're 
the the probably the second best you know the second best team at the moment is the Roosters B game. Yeah, the Roosters B game. It's so yeah, even when you get them on a bad day, you know. And that look, you know, look, so much can change. I don't want to come out crow, like and crowing too much like a big Roosters homer, um, but you know that's what we're seeing right now. So that's what's going to happen as the season progresses? But they, you know, yeah. the history of the Roosters, we never had a B game, and that's even including Robinson's era and. I don't want to shit on him any more than... Yeah, in the, fir- in the first stretch, in that first in stretch. In the first part, of, you know, as much as he's been... He's probably been no better player that has been shat on more than the ex-halfback for the Roosters, now the current halfback of the Newcastle Knights. But mm. I do feel as though that is where he lacks, his execution of his big game. Yeah. Whereas since the last... You know seasons. what I think it is, Going actually. I see year. where you're going with it. You know our B game, is it's there. You don't want to play your B game, but you yeah. know it's there. Yeah. Whereas Cor- before, okay. Correct. our B game oh, was frightening. Yeah, we could just go in and out of games. We just didn't quite have that championship steal yet. And I think that's part of that is part of how why we have it more now is because we didn't have we haven't always had it before. You know, it's lessons learned. Sure. You know, it's it's we failed and we made error. And I, I think it's a lot of just. I think our defense has just gotten so much better. Like in from you know, even though we're always great defensive, it's always been a great defensive side. But I think from how our defense was in 2013 when we won to now, yeah, I think is it's it's just on a different level. And yeah. it just is as far as just the understanding and the way the players, the combinations they seem to pick up really. You know, I guess some guys have played so much time together and then just the system that the teams have yeah. come in and well, create. We, we, to be honest, and they just you they and play can, with this defensive spirit. You and I could talk about the Roosters forever and a day. Right? We can go on and on about the Roosters, but there's plenty more that we need to talk about. Uh, one of those being the second match in focus of the weekend and another hey. spectacular game. Hey, and what did I say? That was my special. That was my special for the week. Yeah, Manly, Manly beat the, the Manly Raiders. 14 points to six, but the biggest news out of that match, Tommy Trebojevic, hamstring injury again. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man. It's just sad. Sad that we don't get to see Turbo play for for the next month and a half. And obviously, yeah. just sad for him because we want to see him at his best, at his healthiest, at his fittest um, because we see the difference that he makes for that team. So, massive loss yeah. for the Eagles. The, the only positive is, you know, is it is it a bit earlier in the season, so it's not like you know, last year when yeah, it was when like, the okay, you're done for the... if it was at the end of the year and you'd just be a Manly fan going, Oh fuck. Because you know they've got yeah. the, the squad and the staff at the club that are gonna make the finals. Desi has the yeah. good team, bad team, average team. His expectation is hundred percent in defence. And if you do that for mm-hmm. thirty weeks in a season, you're gonna make finals football. And they like man, they lost before they even lose Turbo, though, they lost Walker and Parker, like, I think, in back-to-back sets. Yeah, yeah. Like, for the that. game. Yeah. For the with game. The ball, and the that, And, you know, that's... And that's what that's why, I've, you know, I know you've, you've said this over and over again, Wick, the importance of, of why they need to bring in an extra man on the bench. Oh, okay. Have I said that? And I don't I think it's... Have, I don't know. You, you, you've talked about it. No, we've talked about it, and you've definitely mentioned about maybe the need, why don't you have another man? And they've talked about an 18th man as a, you know, with, with a concu- more concussion. Oh, yeah, also just have But it. I think, I think it should be team. not a... Res- you're, not a it's, you're not a backup player. You just... You get five on the bench. You get five players. You don't have to... You used to get the same amount of interchanges, and even if it drops to six, you've got five players. Do, it, do what you like with them. Leave two of them sitting there. But, you know, like, they even just... Even not just concussions, just this game is so fast, and these guys are getting bigger and stronger and faster every year, and they they having these heavy collisions. They're going to get injured, yeah. you know. So like, and when you lose a guy for a game, like, I mean, obviously it's what we love about the game. We see these moments, and so often by guys that come from Manly, yeah. um, uh, and I think against the Raiders, the same thing happened last year. I remember they either I don't know when they lost a few guys during the game, but they were definitely they were missing Turbo. And they were missing Walker, and they beat the Raiders um, last called? year by four. Fanua Blake was given the old "have a little yeah. cry" to the fans. Hey, have a little cry. Yeah. yeah, and they come back. I think they come back and won that game too, didn't they? Yeah, they were yeah. down like twelve points, and they yeah. stole them home. And then this one, they just shut them out. 
They just defended their ass off. Like, yeah, but Dejan in the middle. Fedor Blake spice. just fucking lifts. He's got a secret spice, does he has, though? And I, and I but want I'll that tell spice. You, I, 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 one thing, you can't give all the credit to Manly. Um, the Raiders definitely, they they were they were poor. They, they, <laughs> they dropped I'm the starting, ball a lot. I'm they starting, made a lot of errors. They gave away penalties. I'm, they didn't I'm really off. To they didn't throw a lot at him. It's starting to come out. It's starting to come out of them. I don't necessarily want to call it second-year syndrome because it ain't a second year. But the pattern that is common around Ricky Stewart is a good season. And then the inability... And a drop-off. And then an inability to maintain that standard, that consistency. It's He is more consistent than the team at this point in time, if you ask me. Mm. He's got a longer record than this squad have been put together. And... Um, you knew it was coming. They played a spectacular against Melbourne Storm, but that's what he does. That's what he does. He just has an inability to be able to do it for long periods throughout a season. He can do well. The that's why we've runs. never seen. We are, not since not since he had not since he was with Brad Fittler has Ricky Stewart made back to back final series. There you go. Greatest player of his generation. They say some people say anyway. Not everyone, but some people say. Hmm. He's been in four grand finals now as a coach. He's won one of them. He's mate. Was won one. He's and look, he's got he's he got one. And and I'm you know he's obviously Ricky Stewart's got a lot of great qualities. I'll, I'll stand up for Ricky because I know you like to you like to go at him. But this is good. Um, and a lot of it's you know there's questions that are they're, they're questions that you can't tell me I can't ask. Oh, they they they're not in the top four. I told you that. No. You know? Yeah, they're the, what? They're not in the top. You, they're not going to be in the top four by no, the end of the year. Sorry, no, 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 no. I didn't tell you that. That was the question. The winner of this is going to get into the top four. There you go. It's manly, but that wasn't manly. That, I didn't think that bloody turbo was going to get injured. So that's not fair. <laughs> so they manly still might miss the four. Because I, I think. Look, I think I, I won't necessarily say going to guarantee that the Raiders won't miss the four, but I think it, it will be one of the Raiders and the Storm. Only one of them. One of those teams. Only one of those teams will be in the top four. Only one. The Roosters will be there, and Parramatta will be there. Parramatta playing like fucking twenty games at Bankwest Stadium this year, like you know. (laughs) And they're they've already won five. All right, so they're there in that top four. So you got Roosters, Parramatta, one of the Raiders or the Storm. That's what I think. And then the other one is going to be the Knights or the Panthers. I think. Ooh. I think they're just going to have a run. I think they're going to have a run. You know, it, it, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. I still think the same teams in the same order are the contestants. Like, I still think... The top Storm, eight is the top eight. Will change? You know. The positions will change? Yeah, might, the, yeah seeding, seedings may change, but the, the entrance will not. Yeah. You know, the Tigers are the only thing that can sniff on, but they're going to have to do... They're going to have... You're going to have to see... We're going to see, like, three weeks of consistency, like, before we can sort of really... Give them full credit. The one thing I will say is that they do have um, a, a better coach than they've had for for a while. As far as their um, he is defense orientated, it's either going to work or a player is going to be a mutiny. All right, they'll figure it out. But I think they just can't get enough games stringed together. So, yeah. mm. what, what is it? But yeah, what what is it like? What, what does a club think? Well, one, what does the club think when they're successful? But that's a question that I don't know the answer to. But one thing that always, I always wonder is when you look at teams such as uh, the Tigers, perfect example. Mm. Uh, you look at uh, the Sharks, even, to some extent. Uh, the Bulldogs, definitely now. But they're just shit. They're just shit. And yeah. like the Sharks, for you know, they granted they've only won one competition, okay, but yeah. they were at times they could be you know contenders for the Premiership. They were top four side. All that five, six, seven, eight yeah. kind of period. But you then, know, they're always. But then you they know, finish a, like second last. Remember those years when the Dragons are dominating? Sharks come in last. Like Paul Gallen has the most career losses in NRL history. It's not because of Paul Gallon. He just played a lot of games in, in the squad that was the shit. 
They had yeah, they had a lot of bad years. They had times when they're bad, they're bad. So, but what I'm getting at but is sometimes there's just no teams, expectation yeah. as a as a as a organization. They have no expectation. The the, yeah. the Tigers have no expectation. Like, do they genuinely expect to win the comp? Or when they when they have their meetings and they have their chats and they talk about recruitment, it's just all like rubbish. They're they're hopeful. They know they've won one. They're hopeful. And they're hopeful. That's what it is. They're hopeful. Like, and like, I guess success breeds success, though, doesn't it? You know, so it's sometimes just trying to get to that lawn. No. You no, know, the grass is... Not always. It doesn't always. No, not always. Not always, but for different clubs in different positions. Now, look at look at those clubs. You're talking about Cronulla, West Tigers, who have been unstable is money, financial, and leadership. Biggest problems. Leadership. Biggest problem. That's the most important thing in the club. And it starts from the people who own the fucking club and the board. And look at the, how many stories you heard about the Bulldogs board or the Tigers, you know, or the Sharks, like CEO on the rack, you know. Fuck, sorry, mate. Got caught doing lines. Oh, really? um, but <laughs> yeah, Damien Coe. That was like a couple of years, last year, year before, we had to no, resign. Like, yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. So, like, you know, the, the PED scandals, like, fucking players taking, uh, yeah, place these drug, these illegal drug programs, and now these investigations into the cap, where it actually looks like they were over the cap the year they won the comp. They were, like, the they were, they were over the cap. Compliant on game day. That doesn't like, count. that's what the fuck? You know what the fuck? So you know you see these things, and then obviously you've got clubs like the Gold Coast Titans who knew and have never won, and like it's always hard to get there, especially as in a new club. Like now you look at the strong clubs, Melbourne, only club in a big city, backed by you know um, good people, good money, good leadership. Broncos normally for the, their whole existence until sort of recently, they've you know the but they're making money, they're you know generally they've got all the right people in the right jobs. Sydney Roosters, Nick Politis. South Sydney, kind of a shambles for a while until Russell Crowe fucking bought the club, put the right people in charge. Yeah. He made it a place for players to want to come. Players want to come, money comes in. People want to go watch a footy, your brand is good. Yeah. And there are, it, the good ones can maintain it. And Melbourne has just always been good. I can't imagine, like, imagine if Melbourne just were like the bottom four, a bottom four team. Like regularly, consistently. Like, you, you know, for, since 2004. It would have they, they would have been cut from the league. They just would have cut it. They go, no one fucking is, no one watches the footy when the Storm are like winning premierships. They go, okay, we're building our fan base, but it's still an AFL town. Definitely, like, you can't have them being bad. Yeah. How would they make them maintain them to be good? What happens if their, their management does go to shit? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll, 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 I guess we'll really learn um, when Bellamy and Cameron Smith, you know, pull up stumps. Yeah, it depends. You know, we'll know in we'll know in the next five years. You know, okay. Well, where can their club go to next? Do you really because think Craig no Bellamy's going to stop coaching? Yeah, for sure. Really? I reckon he will. I don't reckon he'll stop coaching in my lifetime. In your lifetime, my Craig life. Bellamy. Yeah. You reckon he's just no, nah, no. Nah, look, I'll probably pull it, pull up stumps in the next, you know, next year or something. And he's just he's that guy will say that every year. It's the power of negotiation. Or is it the? I art? reckon. I think it's the art no, of negotiation. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon in five years he'll be done in coaching. For sure, less than that. He's sort of saying next year, but we'll yeah, see. He's saying at the end um, of next year. But I, I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him five. I, but I reckon Cameron Smith's gone. Bellamy done. See you later. So then, if he's coached from, I'm not like saying they're, I'm not saying they're necessarily directly tied into it, but just like <coughs> I reckon that's that timeline. If he's coached since 2002, 2003, whenever he started, he's coached yeah. up until what well, he coaches until 2021. We'll say 2022. What's that? 20 years, 21, 20 years. 22 seasons, 20 something like that. 20 years. Bro. So that means that Robert's only going to do 20 years. I want Robert to do 50 years. No, no, but it doesn't, though, because look at Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett's nearly 70, and he's still coaching. I want, I he's want... been coaching for 35 years. So it just it's on, depends on the person, but Bellamy's, Bellamy's even mentioned it himself. So Bellamy's like, what, 62, 63? He's 62. He's like, you know, he's like, I got, I got, he's like got 
um, his young grandkids, who they all live, they all the families down there in Melbourne. So it's like, okay, well, I could stay here and keep coaching, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I've done all these things, and I've, you know, I've had such a great career, and I've got to coach like Cameron Smith and Billy Slater and Cooper Cronk and Greg Inglis, like once premierships and fucking killed it. I'm not going to go anywhere else. I guess he could stay in the storm, but, you know, I can understand why. But Robbo is a different cat, though. Bellamy seems like 20 years, 22 years of Bellamy coaching, I think, is like 35. 35 years. Yeah, maybe. I think it is 35 for fucking for Bellamy. Sorry, one thing I wanted to say, special mention. I wanted to mention this. I wasn't able to mention this, but a special mention to all the coaches out there who played the part for beanies for brain cancer weekend. They all put their hats on. They wore it the entire game. They wore it through all the press conferences. All the coaches did it. Sold it on, yeah. They sold and if millions, they did do it, millions. I didn't see it because I missed it, but I thought you guys were great. The, that's what caught my eye over the weekend. No, that was so great. No, that's that true. Out. Not a lot of great beanies. A lot of great beanies. I got one. Yeah, we're I got at it right one, now. I got one, but it's inside. Oh uh, yeah, well, I, I guess we'll just have to take the word your word for it. Yeah, you'll we'll have, just to. have to take the word. For you'll it. have to. Well, okay. So look, we t- we were, we were talking about Canberra there for a bit, so I want to yeah. go back to Canberra. Sure. So, all right. So if we look at a Canberra season this year, um, they've they beat the Titans, they beat the Warriors, like you know. Not convincing, but they beat them comfortably. But definitely not convincing. Then they come back and they beat the Storm. And we get, they, there's the premiership favourites right there. You know, I love those calls in round three. Yeah. Like round three. And and it's not, you haven't just named like the bookies. So, okay, well, look, these guys are the favourites. And this is the price. And this is what they said. So, no, oh, not those guys, new favourites. They beat the storm. <laughs> and and you know we were talking about it. And you and you and you sort of you had a little comment a bit about it, like, um, and we said as well. You know, you said if that's their best, then then they better improve. I'm not worried, you know. And obviously, they haven't played actually much better than that, to be honest. So far, yeah. Um, they haven't played better than that, and, they, and we we've seen them play better than they did against the Storm. But now's the test. You know, they, so they come out, they, those are their two games pre-COVID. They come back, they beat the Storm, and then they get their ass spanked by the Knights. The Knights whipped them over, whacked them on the ass a little bit, took the foot off the, the pedal a little bit. They got a couple of tries, and the Raiders got excited. And the Raiders, oh, look, we can come back. Parley Banks got a try. You're down by 18. They've put 34 points on you. Like, probably not going to happen. Like, so, okay, we fucked up. And they bounce back and they beat the Tigers. Jerkel and Hyde. Ninth place forever, West Tigers. 14-6. And they were behind for, what, an hour? Like 40, the first half. Anyway, Tigers were in front of half time in that game, if I remember correctly. I think we're up 4-0 or 6-0. Six, six oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come, they come home and scored a couple of tries on them in the second half and won. It was a gritty game. It was out of Campbelltown, 7.30 Saturday night. So it's probably like, fucking three degrees and like just sleet and just dew all over the ground so like look at fucking Jack White's face after the game like it was one of those games but hardly impressive as like premiership favourite grind out a 14-6 over the Tigers the Knights who you just got spanked by last week who missed the finals last year they spanked the Tigers 42-14 a couple weeks ago and it's 42-6 and then they also went you know what 70 minutes will do us today. Frash, bro. So the Raiders, they haven't, they haven't really sort of showed up. And, and this, is, this is this conversation we talked about uh, a little while ago. At the beginning of the year, you know, we talked a, a little bit about the results of the team that lost in the grand final and what they did the next year. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was almost went like there was even, there was like five, so out of like 20 years, 50% of the time, you know, they just made the finals and, you know, maybe first or second week, that, you know, or they get to a prelim or something, you know, but they're there or thereabouts, whether it's a little bit disappointing or, or but it's obviously, it's always disappointing when, if you don't make the grand final. 
The other, uh, there was four times team come back and won it, and five times they missed the finals. So Raiders, they're not going to miss the finals, clearly. You know, because we look at this year and we can see there is a difference between the top eight and the bottom eight. Just they're just different class of teams. But are they going to be like the Bunnies who won the comp in 2014 and next year finish seventh, first week done? That's it. Are they going to be that team, or um, are they going to be pushing to be an, uh, a big time contender, making preliminary finals, and they'll take it to pre- and I'll sort of stop there at prelims. Obviously, the goal is to make a grand final, but we've talked about this many times. The preliminary final is the biggest game of the year. Obviously, the, the grand final is where it's all you made and done. The, grand but final, the but prelim, you get to the prelim, your course. season's been done. No, no. I think the prelim is the biggest game. But you get to the prelim, you get to the game where you have 80 minutes to make it to the grand final to have a chance to win it. And you've got four teams trying to make a grand final. That's why we've, I think it's always the most intense in the semifinals. And the finals, you just usually see the cream rhymes to the top. That's usually what happens in the final. But it's fucking, it's like a bare knuckle fight in a Mexican bar in a prelim. It's like, fucking all rules are off. Let's go. Let's see what you got and how much you can handle it. And are your balls going to shrivel up or are you going to man up and turn up and put on some big performances? That's what a prelim. You've got to get to the prelim. And coaches have been proven. To be great and players as well, and also the reverse. And there are coaches who have lost jobs by well, not I being think able the to get Raiders, They the might be the dragons of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Were they three grand final loss? Four. They lost four grand finals. Four grand finals. Poor Nathan Brown. Oh. What's his name? No, his name was Nathan Brown. That's the. The Dragons. The, the, yeah, the Dragons player used to coach the Knights as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. There was just yeah, a guy who played, for, played rugby in New Zealand. His name was Tony Brown. And he had yeah. bl- blonde hair as well. Not long like him, but mm. but sort of longish. He played for Otago and he played for um, the All Blacks as well. Nathan Brown was his name. 5'8", played 10. Well, yeah. Same what do you as think? Carlos this- Spence and Andrew Nerdens. All right, Tommy Wick, uh, firstly, is Nathan Brown going to be playing this week? Do you think he's oh. going to get suspended? He's, oh. they've, they've asked to downgrade it. They're challenging it yeah. to downgrade the tackle, but I think he might be missing no matter what. Or maybe well, they're challenging well, it. I'm, I'm, not, sure. I'm not sure, but just that tackle on its own, I don't think warrants a, a suspension. I'm not sure of the grading. I'm not sure of, of the, the carryovers prob- the problem, and, and all the that problem stuff. For him is, but if it's is, just one yeah, tackle is, on its own, Personally, that tackle was fine. I think if it was just that tackle, it probably would be fine. But because he's been... He's all, he plays on the line. Like, he, he, he plays on that line you know and he's got ca- carryover. So he might costly. miss a week anyway. It's the finals. And you want those types of players in your team because you need to be pressing the line. But it, it can come back to bite you on the backside because if he misses a prelim because of his fieriness, they might miss a grand final. Bro, Jared Warrior Hargraves last year. I was fucking shitting myself all week going into that game against the Storm because we know what our, how important he is to our team and we were missing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, and we, there was like, there was still see a... There, there was a, there was a look, of course, we had... Look, I had belief in Robbo and the boys and everyone who was there. I had belief, but I was nervous. I was worried. Like, yeah, because it's the Melbourne Storm mate, as well. Jared Warrior is almost sometimes like turbo to us for diff- very different reasons. Different. But, you know, as far as how how often we win, how often we win. We're like yeah. 75% with him and like some less than 50 without it. Well, That's I just important. wanted to say something as well. Uh, on the NRL today, NRL.com, their Facebook page, whatever it's called, uh, Jamie Sauer actually broke down the try that we scored uh, to take the lead back. Yeah. And the thing that yeah. he noticed, which I didn't notice, I'm a bit disappointed in myself to be honest, is Mitchell yep. Moses makes the first tackle of that set. Yep. So he gets down and he makes a tackle on Brett Morris. There's a few of them. And he's in on that tackle and he's too slow to get back. He actually travels parallel to the trial line. So he travels back, um, essentially along the Roos' back line, essentially. 
and yeah. Manu. This is what I think's crazy. It's one thing. It's one thing for Jamie Sia to watch it back on the on the footage and try and you know pinpoint yeah. certain things. Um, yeah, that's impressive as it is. Yeah, but for Joey Manu and Daniel Tupo, sorry, almost called him Anthony again, to yeah. know at the same time. That that's the guy we got to go for because he made the tackle and he's supposed to be over on there and they both can, can link up and you know when Tupo makes that big charge, I was like, oh, what a machine run and it was a machine run, but it was aiming the fact that Money could pick out Tupo knowing that there's a little bit of space there. Crazy. Yeah. And I love how Tupo he's like turn and feign for the offload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like feign for the offload of the wed. Oh no, because like. I've always thought, man, Tupo, like, you would, you would, you would barely have enough, you are, you, are, you could barely count on one hand the amount of times I've seen Tupo put, like, on his back. He always just seems to get through a tackle, like, and sometimes, like, he goes sideways or he, he gets held a lot, but so often he goes forward or they can't get him on the ground. Like, he's so fucking strong. Yeah. And then if you're still standing up, you get a much quick play, much quicker play the ball, like so often. Yeah. Um, but you know, off the back of that though, I this is uh, what I, I love about you know our guy, fucking Luke Keary, and just how how reactive he is to what he sees in front of him. Yeah. And we saw this against the the Bulldogs, against the Bulldogs last uh, last week when Lachlan Lewis come up and made that tackle on Kyle Flanagan, and Keary just goes bang. Bangs it over to that side, and they've got an overlap straight away. Pop the Tedesco, there you go, Crichton in. And this time, as they kept going, they hit Moses. Then the next one, it's Ryan Madison makes a tackle. Yeah, yeah. And then bang, Madison's all right. Madison's out of the line, and Kiri's just like, "Yep, sweet, Marnie, there he is. He's stuck in on this side of the post. Now I'm going to draw you in, and all I've got to do is get a bit of interest from the best." fucking hole runner in the game and then Kiri show and go baby like so smart so clever and just so aware yeah. from the whole team like you say from the winger to the fucking 5 yeah they're all, all all working as a machine and, and so yeah they're just a fucking unit obviously we can see that those types of other things but the amount of time the, the way that they push up off the ball is why, when you're a fan and you're watching, for me, when I'm watching and you know that those things are in place and and then you learn a little bit more and you add on top of the fact that, you know, the wingers and the centers are linking up and they're all on the same page. And, that and has, watching and Brett so, Morris play on both sides of the field. You like see, just from everywhere. a fan's perspective, I just feel so much more comfortable watching them play. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're playing, they're playing for each other. Like, even know? if they lose, you know that the, the, the... Say we got beat. Parramatta would have had to maintain the first 20 minutes for the second 20 minutes of that second half. And if they did yeah. that, well, then you, like, you win. You yeah, win. absolutely. Hats off. You know, you, we threw everything. That would, you, got, you got our everything. Yeah, but... Um, they'll, they'll be better for that. They'll be better for that. We, we're going to have to for talk sure. about next week's matches and focus. Well, let's 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 look at that. Um, that you know, we've been talking about the Raiders just now. Let's look yeah. at the Raiders first Parramatta game. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Talk of talk of the oh, fucking. You got you got both teams coming off a loss, yeah. but coming out of it very differently. You know, Parramatta will come out disappointed, but heads held high and like, okay, now we know where we're at. Now we've got our next thing we've got to go to. Like we we learn we can learn some stuff out of that. Yeah. We got to really fucking throw it at you know the two time champs. And we went with them. We you know we were with them for for nine rounds. We just we couldn't we couldn't stay with them to the end. But we'll learn. Yeah. Whereas the Raiders, the, oh, the, this is why I think Ricky Stewart's hopeless. Is he actually doesn't? I don't reckon he knows what to do. I gen, I genuinely think he's got no idea. Not no idea. Like he knows you know what a good player looks like, what a shit player looks like. He knows what a good effort looks like and a bad effort looks like. But I just think he's got no idea about how to construct a consistent football squad and performance. I just don't think he. Yeah, knows but how I to think that you know, there's a little bit of con new combinations that have got to, uh, with the, a new half. It's going to take time. Like you know, 
same thing as when we heard oh, after round three, it's like Raiders Premiership favourites. It's like how good George Williams and it's like, not that he's. I'm not saying he has played badly at all. I'm not saying that. Um, the disclaimer. Um, but everyone got real high on one game. It's like okay, let's just see how the team goes and how everything gels and let's do it for four to six weeks. Because you know, it's, it's a real tough thing to come out of losing a grand final. The yeah, only team it. to really. Well, the only team to really do it with with any great success of the, of the NRL era has been the Storm. And pretty much every other team that's lost the grand final, like it's not often that they're able to sort of stay with it again next year. Sometimes it's, you got so close and then you feel further away. Like So it's just, what does it take? So you want to see that from the Raiders. Um, can they be? That's the question we ask. We know we see the talent on their team, but at the moment, um, you know, maybe they're, they're just... They don't seem. They didn't seem to have enough that much to be to throw at the um, at the Manly Seagulls on the weekend to worry them. I mean, they're the most they're most dangerous when like Whiten's just running and just creating something, um, and they do have def- a lot of dangerous players. But they seem to sometimes they it feels like they don't have a lot to offer in attack, and they're always a tough team. But maybe, maybe, maybe that's where maybe they're, they're wanting. Is worth is worth eight hundred thousand. Well, look, 100%, they'd be missing that, that player, man. Like, he's a, he's a great player. And look, but they haven't been... The thing is, they haven't played well the last few weeks, but they, they've still been with a chance to win all these games. So you know that they can throw something. They can throw plenty at Parramatta. And there are always good games between the Raiders and Parra. Um, they're always sort of close games. So do Parramatta come off uh, kind of... Obviously disappointed no, they gutted their loss, but they straight, know that they feel they feel like they deserve to be in that room. Yeah. Okay. We deserve to be in that room. We're not the we're we're not the host of the party, but we feel like we we, we feel comfortable. We deserve to be. They in that might room. not be the host of the party, but the Raiders they're still in the room. I think Parramatta are looking to kick them out. Exactly right. Parramatta's looking to go like Parramatta. We're the new kid in town. Like we saw you throwing it at, and now I'm going to be. I want to step above you. So. There's a lot for both teams to throw at each other. Again, you know, obviously, um, another big game for Parramatta. Like, fuck, they four in a row. Yeah, well, Manly, yeah, Penrith, Roosters, and now Raiders. So they get through this little way. I actually think the way that they perform, they look like a team that's going to win the minor premiership. And you know how teams win minor premierships, but they're not going to win the comp. I I, I I think the Roosters are going to win the final premiership. I, don't, I, I can't see it. You think they're going to go undefeated this part of the season? Well, I think... I, I don't know if we'll go undefeated. I think we'll... No, we'll drop a couple. We'll drop, you know, there'll be there'll be a game or two that we'll drop, you know, just it just happens. Um, But we're only one win behind Parramatta and our forward against is going to be superior to everyone. So effectively, we're one win behind Parramatta. Do you think we can make up one win on the team that's in front there? And do you think we can win more than probably 16 games? I think we'll, we'll take it out. Yeah, right, 15 or 16. 15 or 16 probably would be, would I think, would be the first. 15 maybe, but probably 16. Yeah, right. How many so, games will the team need to win to make the eight? 10. Uh, 50, 50. Yeah, 10. I think. Um, but you know what? It might even be this year because look at look at the bottom. You've got, okay, Titans, fuck, I, I don't know who they're going to... They'll win like... They look like they're going to win four games this year. Three so games, you, are you, like that. That's looking, what they look like. You only have to be better than eighth. So you don't have to worry about coming seventh. No, you just have to be better no, no. Than no but what I, mean, what I mean is is when you have a, when you have a ladder where you've got a, a, like a to, when they're top and bottom heavy... So if you have like a couple of really strong teams, especially one really strong team, and, and and then a lot of top really good teams, then and you've got also a bunch of shit that you've got a bunch of shit teams, like Titans, Bulldogs, Sharks, Dragons, Warriors, like you know, like Broncos, even like let's be said six. Like even when we talk about the eight, it's round six. We're like that eight is settled. Like how comfortably how many people are going eight or seven? It's round six. No, nah, eight or seven. That's not going to change. Yeah. And there's like okay, maybe there's two teams pushing up on them. Maybe um, so it's real top heavy. So I think it might even be like if you're looking at it right now and South to eight, I could see South going twelve and eight. Yeah. 
but I think they could go 12 and 8 and still come 8. Yeah, all right. Yeah, like, right. look at two years ago. Two years ago, the top four were on 34 points and the next four were on 32. And then it was like 24. It was just a gap. It was just these are the best eight teams and then there is a step. Yeah, yeah. Was that last year or the year before? No, year before. Year before. We were yeah. the minor premiers. We were on 34 points. The Warriors came eighth. We were on 32. Wow. Fuck. Good work, Warriors. Good work, yeah, Warriors. Yeah, but it was the- it was the for and against that basically was the difference, you know, and it's always the difference, man. When you look like the wins and losses, obviously they're going to tell you a story, but the for and against is a big storyteller as you watch that story unfold because the consistency of teams pumping teams or how often does a team just get like the Roosters don't get beat by 30. There was that one game against the Knights last year, which was weird, you know, weird, where we already weren't playing Cronk and then Kiri's gone. I was like, fuck, now we're on a roll and that was it. But, you know, it's teams, the top teams don't get flogged often. So they're not, you know, they've got a good for and against. And those teams that are like, we can we can throw with you if it's Wednesday, but Thursdays, I don't know, not as good on Thursdays. And Fridays sometimes, but Saturdays definitely. Like, you know, they're not, they can't give you the A as consistently. They can't yeah. give you the best as often. So that's why they are not there because sometimes they drop a game because they're like, fuck, we just weren't there. We lost by 16, you know? And then the teams of the four and against is not quite as good. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You know, it's funny. Like, it, it, it's like, you know, when you see that game where a team wins by 40 or 50 and you go, ah, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, well, it doesn't, but it does. Like, it, more, it means more, more nothing than something, but it still tells you, it still paints a picture for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not going to teach you how to play football, but it's going to tell you, teach you a lesson that you can learn. Well, look at the Brisbane Broncos. So, Did they learn their fucking lesson? Well, we don't know. But I don't know. So, all right, well, all right, we got a little bit off topic, but who, who's, you, who's your pick then? Raiders? Hey, uh, Raiders I told Parramatta. you. The Bills have fallen off Parramatta. the Raiders. They're only going to make the eight because the other eight's shit. Well, I, I actually think the Raiders are going to win, eh? All I don't right. know why. I just, I, I think they're going to bounce back um, and they're going to, they're going to show us a lot. They're going to give us a, you know, like they beat the storm and they, they're going to, you're going to get that story again. It's like, oh, Raiders, not, you know, they knock off Parramatta in a close one. Um, but then uh, they can still be a little bit jerkal and, and hidey until they sort some things out. But I'll back them in. Yeah, I'll back them in. They'd be disappointed for the last three weeks <laughs> because they they got pumped by the Knights. They beat the Tigers and they had way better effort, but they still only just won, you know, they won by eight. Um, and then they just weren't good enough against the Manly team that had 14 players. And that was only 40, themselves. They, Manly were 91%. These are the stats. Let me read the stats for, for that game, and it'll fucking the tell the whole name? story. I'll tell it'll tell the whole story. So, <laughs> in that game, right, Manly lost three fucking players to injury, but they were forty-three from forty-eight, ninety percent completion. They had fifty-eight percent of the ball, so the Manly had all the ball. They still lost everyone, but they had all the ball. And why did they have all the ball? Because the Raiders were thirty-one from forty-one. They were seventy-six percent completion. They they made 15 errors to Manly's eight. They gave away seven penalties to Manly's two. Um, so they were just they, they were ill disciplined. They gave away set restart and they didn't control the ball. So they weren't able to earn the that you know. And we saw when that. So that, why do you think it's going to be different example. this week then? I think that there is enough good strong players in that team, and I think Ricky's learned his lesson enough from his previous times in these situations that they can see there's a pattern here and they need to, they really need to change it. Now you're coming up against a team who's been next up and comer. And I think they're just going to be so up for the game and not that Parramatta won't like, I think Parramatta will hundred percent be right there, but I think it's just been a it's bang, 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 couple of big games. You know, I think Raiders might be able to jag them. Well, for your sake, I hope you're wrong. Anyway, Panthers and the Rabbitohs is the other match in focus. That'll be on Thursday night, I think. Kickstart the weekend. Yeah, big game, man. Massive. Yeah. You've um you've been a fan of the Panthers. You've always been a at least a you've had a couple of small pom poms for them in, as far as as far as what you believe they can do. Yep. They certainly proved to me again last week after you know after the gritty performance you against Parramatta. Back to me. I did. You I cheeky bastard! I tipped them. I tipped them. I, tipped them. I thought they bastard. could. I thought they could get them. 
I thought they could get him. I thought they could get Parramatta. Unfortunately, I didn't tip him when they played the Storms. Um, I thought so, you tipped him against the Storm. Some bastard tipped them against the Storm. Tim. No, that was Tim. That was Tim. Oh, you're the fucking same than both of us. That's funny, you no, bastard. I tipped, no, I tipped them the week before when they lost to Para. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, big game. Uh, South looks a lot better against the, uh, against the Warriors with Cody Walker in. So, South need this Warriors. game. Yes, they this do. Game. They need it. They need it. I, I think that that I, I'm really feeling South this week. I think they really need. To, they're, they're keen to fire. They've been building a bit of momentum. The Trill Mitchell's looking better and better at fullback. Cody Walker's back in that side now. They just need to be able to take it to the others, to the other teams, and hold their own in that middle battle. That's exactly. To allow the rest of the talent to allow the rest of that talent do their thing. That's where I think they're going to struggle. And that's why they need this game because they need some tougher opposition through the middle third of the field. You know, they, they're getting away with these bigger against these poorly placed teams. They're shit well, they just played the Titans and the Warriors. They just played they're the Titans and the Warriors, didn't they? And they're getting away. They're being able to hide their forward pack. Now they're up against and and South need this so that their forwards know what's required to win the game. Because if they keep playing Panthers, these fucking shit mm. sides, the Panthers, like, yeah, I know what you're going to say. The Panthers are going to Panthers' defense has been so strong. Super strong. They've, yeah. they've been... Fisher-Harris, he's, he's, he's firing. He's, he's playing the best football I've seen of him. I, you know, I've always been no. critical of Fisher-Harris because there was a lot of raps on him when he was only young and he wasn't performing that well. But he's actually really finding his... He's really, really hit the rhythm right now, I think. And he's going to take it to that South City forward pack. The problem with the pack was their depth, and they've had an, an injury to one of their middle players. The granted, he was only off the bench, but if you start poking holes into that rotation, you know, number six, number seven, number eight, and a lot of squads, they're, they're not, you know, they're, they're still a little bit rock. Well, where Penrith, I think, have been really impressive this year is they've, they've always had guys in them who had, you know, mongrel and intensity. Yeah. But now what they've been able to, to get into this, their defensive sort of aspect of their game is both mongrel and cohesion. Cohesion and patience. Yeah. Patience and intensity. You know, they, they trust each other a lot more and they've got the, the size and the power to like throw you a couple. So that's, you know, in defense. Um, I think they haven't, they haven't been able to put as many points on. So they've played a lot of tougher games this week. Their defense has been super strong this week, except uh, this year, except for that one weird game against the Dragons, which they won like 32-28. And then their attack has been the same. They've, they've scored about two or three tries each game, barring that one game, and they've been able to concede less. So their defense has been winning them football. Now, I look at two things. One, what happens when they really get it going in, in a game? Maybe we can see them put a lot of, tries on but also you know that's an area that we need to still see a little bit more from them and we know the bunnies have points in it they can get opportunities they're a team that can score two tries very quickly they've got you know cody walker and cooks and the trails and all these just brilliantly talented players who are fast and instinctive and you just they just need an opportunity yeah, well, um, you're right. They just need an opportunity, and that's why the forwards need to win that middle third. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Who are you going with, South? Mate, mate, I'm going. I'll be going the Bunnies actually as there well. I'm go. going against you well, again. It's very uh, I, that I, we have. Been... I think they need. I think I sort of throw back to what you said. They need this more. Yeah, I feel need. like they really, and they've been able to even granted they're against you know the Titans and the Warriors in these last two games, but a little bit of momentum I think has been really good for them getting Cam Murray back in the middle. Um, and we started to see a bit more of a breakout from Damian Cook last week, and he's been quiet to start the season in a, a game that seems tailor-made for him. Yeah. So I think he's just going to start figuring it out and having his buddy Cam back in there. Brilliant. Cody Walker sniffing Cody around Walker, again. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's a match for a big game, and that's why it's one of the matches in focus for two of the tackle. Anyway, Cass... Is there anything else you want to chat about? Because uh, we're, we're no, running look, out of time. Mate, we've gone, mate. We've gone deep. We've gone deep on a on a couple of games here, and I'm just excited to for it to come back around again. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Well, uh, as always, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. 
Uh, can't wait. Uh, we might have a little surprise a little bit later on in the week. We might not. We'll see how we go tomorrow. Um, anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Got any questions? Um, you got any theories? You got any cha- things that what we say is full of shit and you want to challenge it? That's fine. Hit us up. Instagram, we've got two in the tackle, at two in the tackle. Um, and on Facebook, it's just me and Zach, but we post we post the stuff that we we share. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed yes, the show. Peace out, Kaz. Up the chooks. Love your work, big baby. Up the chookies. Okay.